Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRN Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, August 25th, and we start with local news. Spring Hill's Worldwide Stages, the premier production campus for the world's entertainment industry, announced this week that it has launched its Regulation A stock offering to raise $75 million to build new sound stages and facilities to support the growing demand for music, TV, film, and virtual production in the Middle Tennessee area. The offering was qualified with the Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, last week and allows anyone to now invest in the company. The launch of the Reg A offering was covered by major financial news reports in Yahoo Finance, Benzinga, MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, Markets Insider, Morningstar, and over 250 other global press outlets. Worldwide Stages, located in a 320,000-square-foot facility in Spring Hill, offers a luxurious and secure environment for A-list entertainers and production companies to rehearse, record, and film. The campus features four sound stages ranging from 3,000 to 21,000 square feet, thousands of square feet of green rooms and production suites, a private 70-seat theater, grand lobbies and atriums for industry events, on-site food and beverage service, on-site industry vendors, and over 1,000 parking spaces on 38 acres of beautiful rolling Murray County countryside. The company plans to use the proceeds from the Reg A offering to construct additional sound stages and amenities, as well as to acquire state-of-the-art equipment and technology to enhance its services. We are excited to share this opportunity with our community and invite them to join us in our vision of transforming the entertainment production landscape in the greater Nashville area and beyond, said Kelly Fry, CEO of Worldwide Stages. We believe that our campus provides an unparalleled value proposition for our clients who can enjoy the convenience, comfort, security, and quality of our facilities without compromising on their creative vision, he said. Regulation A, or Reg A, is a type of exemption from registration with the SEC that applies to public offerings of securities. Worldwide Stages has chosen to proceed under Tier 2 of Reg A, which allows the company to offer its securities to both accredited and non-accredited investors around the world. The company's offering circular can be accessed on the SEC's website. Individuals interested in investing in Worldwide Stages can visit the company's investor portal. Worldwide Stages was founded in 2019 by entertainment industry veterans and its CEO, Kelly Fry, who recently was recognized by the Nashville Post as one of the most influential people in Nashville. Since its inception, the company has hosted numerous feature film and TV production companies and music artists on its campus. The new Amazon Studios' Nicole Kidman film, feature film, Holland, Michigan, was recently shot at Worldwide Stages. For more information about Worldwide Stages and its reggae offering, please visit invest.worldwidestages.com or the email info at worldwidestages.com. The Tennessee Commission on Aging and Disability, or TCAD, recently announced a total of $1 million in grants to senior centers across 82 of the state's 95 counties, the most in the commission's history. As the aging population increases in our state, senior centers remain a vital resource to older adults, said TCAT Executive Director James Dunn. I commend Governor Bill Lee and the Tennessee General Assembly for their continued support of these centers, and I'm grateful for the renewed appropriation that will serve to further improve the lives of older adults from Memphis to Mountain City, he said. 
Assembly allocated funding for senior centers and tasked TCAD with developing a competitive process to distribute the funds. On July 5th, TCAD published its application process for senior centers. Following the deadline, TCAD received 140 full applications, a record number in the grant's history. After utilizing the competitive objective criteria, 125 senior centers throughout 82 counties were individually awarded $8,000 grants. Among the recipients were the Murray County Senior Center branches in both Columbia and Mount Pleasant, the Lawrence County Senior Citizens Club, the Lewis County Senior Center, and Marshall County Senior Citizens. In 2021, TCAD granted 80 grants to senior centers in 59 counties after receiving a $400,000 appropriation. In 2022, the Tennessee General Assembly increased the appropriation to $1 million, giving TCAD the ability to award grants to 125 senior centers across 81 counties. The University of Tennessee Institute of Agriculture recognized some of its top faculty, staff, researchers, and extension experts at UTIA's annual awards and promotions luncheon on the UTIA campus in Knoxville on August 15th. Many of the awards are gifts made possible by faculty, alumni, and friends of the Institute. UT Institute of Agriculture Senior Vice Chancellor and Senior Vice President Keith Carver hosted the award winners and celebrated their work. I'm excited to celebrate the amazing work of our UTIA faculty and staff, said Carver. These awards are well-deserved and represent our employees' steadfast dedication to their work, the Institute, and the people of Tennessee. The impact of their accomplishments and passion will be felt for generations to come, he said. Sarah Keenan, extension agent in Murray County, was the recipient of the G.L. Carter Jr. Outstanding 4-H Youth Development Agent Award. This award was established by the late Dr. G.L. Carter Jr., whose extension career began in 1949 in Greene County, where he served as a 4-H agent. He was also a Hamlin County 4-H member. Dr. Carter was the first in his family to graduate from college, later earning master's and doctorate degrees from the University of Wisconsin. His 44-year career included working as the youth editor of a farm and ranch magazine, serving as a state 4-H staff member in both Tennessee and North Carolina, and helping to create the Journal of Extension, a professional publication for extension agents and specialists. Dr. Carter has provided the funding through an endowment to recognize an outstanding 4-H youth development agent. I am honored and excited to be receiving the G.L. Carter Jr. Outstanding 4-H Youth Development Agent Award, Keenan said. Watching young people learn about specific topics and then put that information and those skills into practice is a truly rewarding experience for me. I celebrate this recognition with the many 4-H members, volunteers, staff, and community partners who have helped make the Murray County 4-H program a success, she said. Keenan has been with UT Extension for 11 years, starting her career in Sumner County and then moving to Columbia in 2016. Today, she leads 1,500 4-Hers in more than 60 clubs. Among her many accomplishments, Keenan has coached eight 4-H horse bowl and horse judging teams that have competed at the Southern Regional 4-H Horse Championships, coached three horse bowl and horse judging teams that have competed at the Eastern National 4-H Horse Roundup, and co-coached an F. FCS Skillathon team that competed at 4-H Western National Roundup in Denver. Her 2022 Horse Bowl team finished 8th in the country. During COVID-19, Keenan worked to ensure her 4-Hers received valuable learning opportunities. In collaboration with an Arapahoe County, Colorado agent, she organized a virtual exchange program between students in each state, where they played online games, asked each other questions, and shared about their 4-H projects. 
This program has since been replicated in 15 other states. She also formed a partnership with the Murray County Sheriff's Department to have school resource officers attend junior camp. This model has been duplicated in numerous counties across Tennessee. Keenan earned a master's degree in agriculture from the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, a bachelor's degree in agriculture from UTK, and a bachelor's degree in animal sciences from Middle Tennessee State University. She received the Vernon and Ida Darter Award in 2022, the National Association of Extension 4-H Youth Development Professionals Distinguished Award in 2020, and the National Association of Extension 4-H Youth Development Professionals Achievement and Service Award in 2018. Watershed Public Theater announced that the first production of their 2023-24 season is the musical Anastasia, created by Lynn Ahrens, Stephen Flaherty, and Terrence McNally. Six performances will run September 15th through 24 at Columbia State's Cherry Theater. The stage musical is inspired by the 1997 animated movie of the same name and the legend of the Grand Duchess Anastasia of Russia, who was rumored to have disappeared during the fall of the Russian Imperial Romanov family. The story follows amnesiac orphan Anya, who is looking for answers about her past, and the con men she meets who convince her that she could be the long-lost Duchess Anastasia. Spring Hill resident McKenna Steele, who recently appeared in the WPT stage as Mercutia in Romeo and Juliet, is taking on the lead role. Anastasia's story is beautiful, and I love being able to bring her to life on the stage, said Steele. She exudes faith, hope, and determination in the darkest of moments, something I think we can all learn from, she said. This production sets a company record for the most artists we've employed for a single project, confirming Watershed Public Theater's commitment to growing the arts community and supporting local artists, noted WPT Executive Director Kate Foreman. I couldn't be more pleased with the talent and dedication of the team working on this elaborate production. Director Peyton McCarthy has worked with WPT to assemble an incredible group of designers, instrumentalists, dancers, and performers who are collaborating to bring this beautiful story to life, she said. Performances are September 15th, 16th, 22nd, and 23rd at 7 p.m., September 17th and 24th at 3 p.m. The production is hosted at Cherry Theater, located inside the Hickman Building at Columbia State Community College, located at 1665 Hampshire Pike in Columbia. Tickets are $25 for general admission, $20 for senior adults, and $15 for students and children. Available for purchase on Watershed's website, which you can find at www.watershedpublictheater.org. Continued delays in the project schedule of the I-65 June Lake interchange in Spring Hill have caused the anticipated completion date to be pushed back to late spring of 2024. The original completion date was set for the summer of 2023. It was pushed to the winter of 2023 due to permitting and right-of-way delays. But with additional issues in unforeseen weather and unsuitable soil, the project is now expected to be complete in the spring of next year. According to the contractor Bell Construction, various pre-construction activities like acquiring permits and right-of-way acquisitions, among other things, took longer than expected, forcing some construction activities into the wetter, colder months, slowing production and limiting available workdays. On top of that, the mid-state's wet summer has contributed to unforeseen soil and material issues, which kept crews from completing mass grading work on time. The contractor will be assessed $15,000 in liquidated damages for each day past the contract completion date. Motorists are advised to plan for extra travel time and slow down while in a work zone. 
Murray Regional Medical Center CEO Dr. Martin Cheney gave an update on the center's $115 million facility improvement plan, which aims to expand access to care as Murray County continues to grow. The expansion was first announced in June with a ceremony held on the front lawn of Murray Regional. The plan includes an exterior renovation, two additional floors, and an emergency department expansion and renovation, among others. Speaking to the county's Health and Environment Committee back in the first week of August, Cheney said two major practice renovations are currently in the works for the, both the pulmonary practice and OBGYN, which are scheduled for a ribbon cutting in the September-October timeframe. This is going to be a significant step up for women's health in our community, Cheney said. That should be opening up in September, and then our pulmonary practice is in October. That one is on the hot seat because we've recruited several additional pulmonary critical care specialists, he said. Cheney also updated the committee on the progress of the surgery center, which is in the process of expanding. We're still on track. The architects have met with the surgeons, and we are finalizing architectural plans, and hopefully we'll be moving on that project by the end of this calendar year with the hope of having it operational next calendar year, he said. Lots of important progress is going on to meet our strategic plan, he said. Speaking on the fiscal year, which closed June 30th, Cheney said the hospital saw almost 17,000 admissions. These are the utilization indicators for last fiscal year, he said, adding that ER visits topped 61,300, while births saw a 6% increase of 1,700. Our Murray Regional Medical Clinics see a lot of encounters each year. A recent statistic that was shared with me is that we see over 600 new patients a month in our Murray Regional Medical Group clinics. It just speaks to what we want to be and try to be for access to our community, Dr. Cheney said. Murray Regional's improvement plan will be implemented over the next 30 to 36 months. Funds will come from a number of sources, including a $60 million bond issuance and a $36 million energy as an asset service agreement. Other sources include a state grant and vendor partnership. The city of Spring Hill discussed revisiting its project to restore Spring Hill Fire Department's vintage Fire Bell fire truck and preserve a piece of the department's history. Restoration of the antique fire engine, which is a 1957 Ford F700 truck, was first introduced in 2014. It is now used annually at events such as leading the Spring Hill Christmas Parade. Fire Chief Greg Temple said the initial efforts to restore the truck included forming a committee as well as raising funds via donations. Through approached, they approached several other entities for funding. The Spring Hill Historical Commission donated $15,000 to the project, while several local businesses invested a lot of donations, time, energy, and effort, Temple said. This truck is very big in our fire prevention world, he added. Temple added that during the 2022 Christmas parade, the truck was discovered to suffer some engine problems and that while the 2014 restoration brought the fire bell truck back to life in many ways, the work didn't include the vehicle's inner working mechanics. The bearings in the crankcase are shot and the actual crankcase is shaken to the point where it, it is going to fail. It's become very unreliable at this point, Chief Temple said. At this point, we are at a juncture and need to find funds to fix the engine, which is going to be between $6,000 and $10,000, he added. Temple, who presented the project to the Board of Mayor and Aldermen on Monday, said he now seeks guidance, guidance and direction on how to secure the needed funding. The options can include money from the city's general fund or, again, asking to take donations, as was done in 2014. Vice Mayor William Pomeroy asked City Administrator Pam Kasky if the money could come from city tourism funds, which she said could be possible. You can use up to 25% of tourism funds on non-tourism activities, Kasky said. 
though you might even stretch this one to be called a marketing tool. And there's an adequate amount of money in that fund that would not impact it. So that's actually a good idea if you wanted to pursue it, she said. Alderman Trent Linville asked if the availability of parts for the 66-year-old vehicle would be an issue or possibly lead to more costs if it were to be custom-built. Temple said the parts needed would not be difficult to find. The tricky part, he said, is locating someone skilled enough to work on vintage, vintage engines like this. Alderman Matt Fitterer said that having the General Motors plant nearby, there's always the possibility a candidate could be hired locally, or at least it's worth a shot. You could probably find three guys retired from GM that could take care of it in a weekend, Fitterer joked. Kasky said if the city were to take the tourism funding route, the Firebell project would appear on the board of Mayor and Alderman's September agenda as a resolution. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Roger Anthony Riddle, 67, a retired sales manager with Service Partners, died Saturday, August 19th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services will be today, Friday at 1 p.m. at Graymere Church of Christ. Burial will follow at Polk Memorial Gardens. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have mainly sunny skies today with a high of 97 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Tonight, we can expect generally clear skies and a low of 72. For your weekend forecast, we'll have partly cloudy skies on Saturday with a 40% chance of rain and scattered thunderstorms. The high will be 95. We will have more clouds with some sun on Sunday with the temperature dropping a bit to 87 degrees. Overnight lows will be in the low 70s and high 60s Saturday and Sunday, respectively. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. The fair is back. Murray County Fair returns August 31st to September 4th. Rodeo air, jump and run competitions, and motocross. Check out live exotic animals and science shows in the free kids zone. 
and enjoy all the carnival rides, games, and food you know and love. Livestock shows, exhibitor competitions, the rodeo, and so much more. Don't miss the Murray County Fair, August 31st to September 4th on Facebook and Instagram at Murray County Fair and Exposition and online at murraycountyfair.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Columbia. Take 5 is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. Visit their newest location at 1203 South James Campbell Avenue and take advantage of their $15 off grand opening special. That's right, $15 off any oil change, Columbia. Take 5 to stay in your car 10-minute oil change. They're faster than you think. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Neither the House nor the Tennessee Senate would budge on Thursday, forcing a standoff to continue until next week as lawmakers try to negotiate an end to this special session. Senators approved four bills Thursday requested by Governor Bill Lee, including a $30 million spending measure, then adjourned until Monday at 4 p.m. House leaders want more, but reaching a compromise will be difficult. Senate Judiciary Chairman Todd Gardenhire from Chattanooga said his committee would not reopen to consider any other bills. Finance Chairman Bo Watson took a similar approach, saying his committee passed most of the bills sought by the governor and did not feel inclined to take up anything else, especially with the state suddenly facing a financial pinch. Revenues have come in shorter than expected for three straight months, leaving a $380 million hole in the budget. 
Senators approved a gun storage bill costing about $1.6 million annually for sales tax breaks on gun safes and gun locks, in addition to a gun lock giveaway program. A measure requiring the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation to make a yearly report on human trafficking, the first by December 1st, and a bill codifying the governor's executive order to improve background checks for gun purchases. It requires clerk, I'm sorry, court clerks to send notice of felony convictions to the TBI within three business days rather than 30 days. Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally pointed out the Senate approved the governor's bills and noted, there's not a deal with the House. I think it just depends on what they pass, he said. We've sent them four bills and they might amend those, he said. For the most part, the Senate is opposed to a new blended sentencing bill for juveniles, as well as a measure to send 16- and 17-year-olds to adult court for gun-related crimes, mainly firearm thefts. Both of those are supported by House Speaker Cameron Sexton. The Senate also dislikes a bill to make autopsy reports for minors exempt from the state's Public Records Act, but it is being pushed by Covenant school parents in reaction to the deadly shooting that pushed the governor to call the special session. Lee's call was so tight that it wouldn't allow most gun-related bills to be considered. Senate Minority Leader Ramesh Akbari of Memphis hoped for stronger legislation to curtail mass shootings, but noted Thursday her prediction was correct that this would be a session of, quote, mixed opportuni- missed opportunities and misdirection. We had the opportunity to really do some good around gun safety to keep guns off our streets that shouldn't be there, and the call of the session was incredibly limited, Akbari said. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Here we go. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Columbia's premier entertainment venue, the Mule House, is full of activities this weekend. On Friday, August 25th, 8 at 8 p.m., Cletus T. Judd will be performing. Country Music's answer to Weird Al Yankovic, Cletus T. Judd had a similar approach to song parody, recording backing tracks that were as similar as possible to the original versions. 
Some of his most popular parodies include Bad Breath, his version of Faith Hill's Breathe, and My Cellmate Thinks I'm Sexy, a parody of Kenny Chesney's hit She Thinks My Tractor Sexy, among so many others. With over a dozen albums released, several songs that have hit the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart, and a plethora of comedy shows under his belt, Cletus brings the funny in a multitude of ways. Don't miss the hilarity and maybe even some inspirational moments in between all the laughs. Did you love prom? Hate it? Ever wish you could go again? But this time maybe with your spouse or a significant other, the Mule House is throwing Second Chance Prom, featuring live music from The 90s Show, playing the biggest hits from your glory days. That will take place at the Mule House on Saturday, August 26th at 8 p.m. The Mule House is located in Columbia at 812 South High Street. For more information, visit www.themulehouse.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back on Monday morning to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great week.